Open the light, my grandmother said. The front door of her Brooklyn house was ajar on that Friday evening in mid-September, just after dusk, but the house was dark. I had not been in my grandmother's house since I was a little girl. Back then, she lived on the ground floor of a brick duplex. I remember being intrigued on a family visit by the two side-by-side -side front doors, one opening to my grandmother's home on the ground floor, the other leading upstairs to the apartment where my father's brother Morris lived with his wife, Frida. I remember my grandmother's kitchen and living room crammed with people in fancy clothes. Adele Sutton, my father's mother, had come to New York from Aleppo, Syria, not long before I was born, and spoke halting English. On a long-ago day after everyone had been fed, she put a hand on my little arm and led me to her bedroom, opened an inlaid wooden jewelry box, took out a tiny stick pin with a gold heart at the end, and pinned it to my blouse. When I entered college in the fall of 1980, she lived just across the street from the house I had visited as a little girl, in another brick house with Morris, Frida, and their children. I had just moved to New York from Maryland to enroll at the New School in Lower Manhattan. When the battery was stolen from my car parked near my Manhattan apartment, I arranged with my grandmother to keep my car at her house for a few months until I could drive it back to my parents' home in Maryland. Finding my way through the residential streets of Flatbush to her house in the heart of Brooklyn's massive Syrian Jewish community, I could hear her voice in my head reciting directions over the phone in a thick Arabic accent. The neighborhood's narrow, tree-lined streets seemed quiet and chilly that evening compared with Manhattan's everyday chaos. Going there to leave off my car, I found the house and pulled in the driveway as Frida came out in a thick blue bathrobe and pointed me to the garage. I remember her first brusque words to the niece she had never met. Lock it. I did as she said and walked around to the front of the house as Frida bolted the garage shut. Hello, I said as I pushed open the door, smiling nervously. Where are you? It's dark in here. My tiny grandmother, even shorter than I am, rose from a couch by the window. Open the light, she said, pointing to a switch. She gave me both hands and I squeezed the soft, loose skin of her hands as I leaned down to kiss her cheek. Sit, she said, gesturing to one of the lush sofas that lined the opposite walls, leaving a large bare space in the middle of the room. The room had a just-cleaned look that I somehow knew it always had. Your skin, she said. Skinny? Yes, she answered. I shrugged. All my life, Jewish grandmothers had been telling me I was too thin. Frida came in from the garage and sat on the sofa next to her mother-in-law, translating for us occasionally between Arabic and English. How long are you here? Frida asked, in a New York syntax I had not yet deciphered. Oh, I don't know how long I'll be here, I said. From her puzzled look, I realized she wanted to know when I'd arrived. But I got here about a month ago, I added. She asked if I would spend the night, but I had to decline. I had class early the next morning, a Saturday. My grandmother grumbled in Arabic. You'll eat? Grandma Sutton asked. Of course, I said with a conciliatory smile, due compensation to her in my mind for not staying the night. I followed my grandmother and Aunt Frida through the dining room to the bright yellow kitchen where an overhead light had been left on and took a seat at the little table. Morris and the boys were at the synagogue, Frida explained, and would eat when they came home. My grandmother brought plate after plate from the refrigerator, trip after trip, long after I assumed she had finished, until I had salad, rice, bean soup, pickles, olives, bread, bean salad, and a few Syrian pastries in front of me. Eat, she commanded. 
Frida sat opposite me, pushing her frizzy black hair off her forehead. I felt her wide eyes assessing me as I ate alone. I was part of her family, after all, the youngest daughter of her husband's oldest brother, first cousin to her children. Yet I'd grown up far from this large Syrian Jewish community. Shortly after they married, my parents had moved to Maryland, where my brother and sister and I were raised near my maternal grandparents. They were also Syrian, but lived much more assimilated American lives. We visited our Brooklyn relatives only rarely and did not observe Orthodox Jewish rules or keep kosher as they all did. I remember my anxiety as a child, staying overnight at the home of one of my New York cousins, wondering how long I should wait after the meat-based dinner before asking for a glass of milk. I didn't want them to know I didn't know.